You're listening to the Sleuth Podcast. Real private investigators here to help you find the truth when you need to know. Sharing sometimes shocking, sometimes heartwarming, and sometimes hilarious stories from the field. They keep it real. Interviews with experts bring you insights on how people leverage PIs in their lives and in their businesses. Licensed by the Department of Public Safety, here's your hosts, Jamie and Lindsay. Hey, we are back. <laughs> I am Lindsay. This is Jamie. This is the Sleuth Podcast. We are private investigators here for you when you really need to know. Hello, hello, hello. So today is a fun day. Jamie and I just got back from me seeing for the first time our new office. Yay. Uh, so good. Think? So good. I so love we're it. located at the Regis um, Cap Trust building now. It's fancy. Um, starting February 1st. So we're going to be leaving our little cozy little pod over there at uh, Garner. So what'd you think? I feel like I feel like we just got younger. Is that weird? Like I, I hate no. to put it like that, but look like our old office is kind of like a house. You know, it's like a single story uh, <laughs> you know, Ex- brick ranch office. with <laughs> with several offices in it. Um, used to be a dentist office. Everybody you know. has a sink in their office, but mine. Right. It, it was super nice. It was very comfy, cozy. You know, everything's like green and, and earthy. Yeah. And then now we're like, bam, everything is like lucite and I'm glass like people and on the 10th floor with a view of Raleigh. It's gorgeous. Everything's awesome. modern. We got new uh, restaurants and stuff that we get to check out and, you know, new friends we get to make. I'm we had super sushi excited. today in our building. Yes. What? I love cowfish. Cowfish. Shout out to cowfish. There were fish there. In their weird bathroom recordings. I was so confused. I thought maybe it was like, <laughs> like they were having a problem and I was going to come out and tell the bartender like, were do, you? do you know? Yeah. Oh God, I'm glad I stopped you. <laughs> like, Do you know that like the that. music in your bathroom is on repeat because people are talking in Chinese and I'm just not sure what's going on I'm in like there. Like it's cowfish, so it's like a a blend between like. I was thinking America like surf and, and turf. Obviously, I didn't think. What is surf and turf like? Steak oh, okay. and shrimp. <laughs> okay, I'm not a steak eater, right? So I know oh, um, weird. it's sushi rolls and burgers. It's delicious. Yeah, it's that pretty good. good. So I love their so artwork. Got the, Yes. Yeah, I loved it too. And it they have that big kind huge of fish like tank in there. Modern and comic booky looking and Yeah. It was cool. So we are sweet one thousand at the Regis Cap Trust building. That's exciting. Oh, I was thoroughly impressed. I'm very happy with the direction that everything's going in. That's part of our twenty twenty vision thing yeah i have to give a special shout out today clinicians of mecklenburg is the sponsor for our show today they provide mental uh health and substance abuse services in the mecklenburg area they provide like trauma individual therapy trauma group therapy family therapy and all types of things for any mental issues that may be going on that you need help with in, in your kids. So cliniciansofmecklenburg.com and you can reach them at 919-672-5005. So. Yay, who's our friend there? His name is Deshaun Banks and so he's the guy hey. that I met networking and he wanted to support the show and so I said, you know, it was one of our easy sponsors. I was just like, don't you want to help us and support the sleuth? We can talk about, you know, your job. And he was like, sure. And so he cash at me some money. So here we go. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Love it. So we've got a kind of a new show flow that we want to test out a little it, bit. Show flow. It's the same, but we wrote it down. 
So <laughs> <laughs> slightly a little bit more. I know. So, like, oh, that's another thing that happened. Oh, New yes. and noteworthy. Hey, Jamie was just featured on another podcast. It actually aired today. Today on this here Friday. It's called Ain't Shit Show. You replace the I with an X. I'm on there with the pod gods, uh, Be Hill and Fresh. And so um, check us out. Check it out on the, the Sleuth podcast. There is a IGTV little video. She had some awesome graphics that she put in there talking about the topics and stuff like that. And so the stress of that. I super appreciate Joe and all of your producing <laughs> because this was a situation that they record. Yeah, they kind of kind of self-produce. She does some of the editing, I think, and somebody does like the blending of the sounds. But I had to get a microphone. I had to get headphones. I had to like download this thing on my computer. My computer is, of course, creepy crawly now because I have all this stuff going on and my Mac is not as fresh as, you know, <laughs> this one here. And so, you know, it was having a struggle. And it took me about 30 minutes to get on. But by the time we got on, I was like, Whoo! but it's like a two hour show hanging out, talking. And, you know, they ask a little bit of my opinions on workplace relationships. And I enjoyed it. I had a great time. It was nice and relaxed. I got to have a black Russian while I was having, you know, having the chit chat. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they weren't happy with me because a lot of like rocks and stuff in my class it was like cling, 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 cling. and I, they were like what are you doing and I was like oh, my butler just... making way too much yeah. noise. <laughs> shut up like, lurch shh, shh, shh. so <laughs> so check out the ain't shit show yeah so we were on another show we were oh. we are just you know we're just, things are getting cool we are like, so excited <laughs> yeah so we were on um the fire within yes we had Brandon on our show episode 12 um, and he is a nutrition coach and fitness person and so we got a chance to be on his show. So check that out, Fire Within. And he's also part of the podcast crew here at Podcast Carry. It was nice to sit in our usual podcast room, but have it not be our show. I had to keep telling myself to like stop. <laughs> like somebody else is supposed to be interviewing me and I'm not supposed to be talking as much. <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> we probably get like running over him, but I'm excited to listen to it. He actually airs that episode on At the same so. day ours airs. So you can listen to Double Show for You can pop right over there. Search for Fire Within Nutrition and Fitness. Thank you. Nutrition and Fitness. I left that part out. I learned oh. some things. I did too. You know, just, well, I, so that next day I texted him and I was like, oh, thank you so much. You know, we were, we, you know, did the show and had a great time. And I said, you know, I started off my morning this morning with the yogurt and some almonds. I didn't slide through Bojangles and have a sausage, egg and cheese biscuit. And you <laughs> know, things are a little bit better. And matter of fact, I went and bought me a, a Greek yogurt the other day. They had like a coupon for 50 cent off. And so I had. Does that a, make you healthier? Uh, he said it does. <laughs> It, it's just making better choices. It's better right? choice. I did not every choice I did counts. not spend extra money or go <laughs> eat fried food for breakfast. So I have a little confession after yesterday when we recorded the episode, uh -oh. I dropped off Brandon because he dropped off his car to get work done. So I took right. him to get his car. I hope he listens to this because it's kind of funny. But I went to Taco Bell for lunch that day <laughs> and I left that. the trash on, on his seat. <laughs> and so he's like walking around in the car and I had like this guilty moment. And I like opened up the door real quick, grabbed the trash and like moved it so he didn't see it. Because he's your trainer it? too, yeah, isn't he? He's my trainer. Yeah. Plus, he's yeah. Did he see it? No, he never saw it. Oh, wow. You're good. <laughs> you're good. Every time I get in the car, I'm trying to hide stuff. James is like, it smells like Chick-fil-A in here. What are you doing? <laughs> I was like, well, I had that earlier. Mine is my husband, I swear. He eats Taco Bell all the time. You told me you were a Taco Bell fan. And I was like, oh. I like Taco Bell. Plus for little kids, they've got like little cheesy roll-up wraps. Perfect. I worked at Taco Bell for like four years in high school. Wow. <laughs> Still eat there. Ugh. It's 
It's not great. Everywhere I've worked. <laughs> I was say everywhere I've worked, I'm like, if I eat another Red Robin burger, I'm just going to You worked like, at Red Robin? Yum. Do you yes. guys remember when Taco Bell got sued for putting like sand in their meat? What? Sand? Yeah. So no. they actually disclosed, like, I think it was something like 17% of their meat is non-organic food, which is like their way of saying surprise. Like, it's just filler. Ugh. Well, yeah, those beans are kind of weird looking. <laughs> it's really interesting having worked at Taco Bell is all the food comes in a frozen bag. And then they just have these hot water Squeeze pots and you just in. you stick it in the hot water and then you come back in a couple of minutes. And it's ready to go. And it's ready and to you go. Just pop it in the little silver thing mm-hmm. and move it on. The beans, you just scoop in dry beans in the water and just wait it out. So if you ever had really runny beans before, they, did, they didn't have time to wait it out. So them to turn <gasps> into actual beans. I want you to think about all this, Lindsay, whenever you go to Taco Bell. So this Bell. water is just like an open tank? Well, yeah, for that, all the food is in a plastic bag and never leaves the plastic bag. And so you never, and then you, so, right, so that's like the meat. And then you like, you cut the corner of it and the meat just go into the big <laughs> serving. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Not exciting. Oh, I worked there for years. I still eat there. It's all right. <laughs> you must have, I would say you must have really liked it because, you know, most people don't usually eat there after they've worked there for many, many Time. So we want to start talking about some new and uh, noteworthy things that are happening in the world and that relate to PI stuff. Okay, so look, I found this on Facebook. I think it was, again, this mom group that I'm in, Raleigh Moms Group. Love you guys. They shared something super sad about a real estate agent that was basically kidnapped while showing a house and then murdered. Um, her name is uh, Monique Ball. She was a 28 28- year old real estate agent and she is um, located in Minneapolis. A man was charged with a series of violent crimes including the shooting death of Monique. This guy is like 41 years old and he's facing kidnapping and second degree murder charges for abducting and killing Miss Baugh. And he also shot the boyfriend. He allegedly forced her to into a rented van Uh, that was seen later at the scene of a shooting in the residence of Minneapolis. The police discovered her body about an an hour later in an alley off of Russell Avenue. And then they found her boyfriend who had been shot. He was in a stairway. And then the three-year-old was in the living room and a one-year-old was sleeping upstairs. So the man was taken to a hospital, but there was no word on his condition at the time that the article that we're reading. And that was a little bit before the real estate agent's body was found. And I think one of the reasons that we wanted to bring this up was, you know, through all of our networking and stuff, you know, typically it's a room full of business professionals and everybody introduced themselves. And while we might be the only PI in a room full of 10 to 50 people, there's usually like 10, you know, to 15 real real estate estate agents. And for anybody who's listening to the show that's not from the area that we're recording from, the Triangle area, Raleigh, Cary, Durham, Chapel Hill type stuff in North Carolina is blowing up. Yes. Like our, our growth here is crazy. Noteworthy for sure. Yeah. And for people like me that are from here, I mean, it's it's visible. Every time you drive somewhere, there's new buildings being put up and the amount of real estate agents, you know, just kind of <laughs> makes all of that even more apparent. There's so much for sale. There's so much to be sold. Right. You know, it's it's a really big industry here. I mean, there's a lot of agents. And I think just maybe just us being around them so much, we I've had a lot of them ask me questions, you know, hey, what can you guys do for us? Or, or what could we do for you? Right. You know, like there's almost this clear interest. You know, I, I feel like nobody's really pinpointed what the why is it that people feel when they're in real estate and they meet a PI that they're like, uh, I feel like I might need you, you know, and I, I think part of it might come from this security issue 
Yeah. So one of the things that Black Men Detective Services can offer is, I wouldn't call us a bodyguard, but we can kind of go as, if I called it muscle, that would be a bodyguard. So we can kind of go and just like hang out with the realtor while you're expecting people. If you just had like one person come and visit or you're doing like a foreclosure home or something like that, where you just have one person meeting you, a lot of times it can be kind of like, shaky to go to these houses by yourself especially if the houses are kind of in a rural area or not necessarily you know where all the action is taking place so and even then like I I haven't looked up this address I'm sure maybe if Jamie and I did some digging we could find the address and look it up we see where her body was found it's 4800 of Humboldt Avenue Humboldt Avenue can you look that up yeah look it up and see 4800 block of Humboldt Avenue North what state is this in Minneapolis I feel like maybe it wouldn't matter. That That's just my opinion. Does it really matter if it's a super rural area? You know, like think about some of our downtown areas here where it is like, right. this is this is a place where maybe 10 years ago you wouldn't want to go unless you knew somebody who lived there. But now when you go, everything is such a mixed bag there. You know, the city is running out the lower income people by building, you know, building up. Basically, right. they're, they're tearing down. It's close to downtown. It's a suburb looking single street on... Oh, I see. Yeah. See, that looks so regular, right? Right. It looks a lot like any one of the neighborhoods you might see in the Cary or surrounding areas. Yeah. That's almost more calls for alarm, like something so regular, you know. And this girl. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. She's a pretty girl. 28 she's years a old. Mom. You know, I mean, and, and she probably thought, you know, I'm going to this house to, you know, possibly sell the house. And nobody's thinking that, you know, somebody's going to shoot you. It's certainly not like a low income type neighborhood. No, those are huge houses. I don't know what her listing fee would be, but uh, that's that would be definitely worth her I time. I would love to dig into this a little bit more and see like what I know. So at the guy. very end, it says the county sheriff's office said that when Barry, the guy who killed her, was taken into custody, they found a black mask and 13 baggies of suspected heroin in his car. And then this is on NPRnews.org. And then the article just kind of stops. So obviously, I'm sure there's a lot more facts out there at this point. Suspected heroin, I'm sure they could have tested it right there on site and figured out was it or wasn't it. I think I found the actual house. It's blurred out. On Google Maps. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are looking this up. Actually, you know what? That's funny wow. because I've seen that a couple of times. There's been cases where we were working and the yeah. house was blurred out. But now usually, we know why. well, maybe it's a crime scene. Maybe. I mean, this just happened December 31st. Oh, shit. Now I wonder because the, yeah, the this couple one has of a ones. has a for sale sign in front of it and it's blurred out. Yep. There it is. That's weird. But if you move down the street a little bit, you can, you see, can see it, it. From, from an angle. Different. Yeah, from an angle. <laughs> There's been some cases we've worked where they've been blurred out, but that was usually a very wealthy family. And I always felt like they kind of paid someone or knew what to do, how to blur it. Yeah. Just speaking of this, and I guess this is the reason why it kind of caught our attention, is we do work for, for a bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they do is they sell foreclosed houses. And so whenever they sell the foreclosed house, they don't necessarily have a real estate agent that works for the bank. They send one of their representatives and they hire us to come out there with them and Mm -hmm. to just kind of hang out with them until the person comes and sees the home. We kind of walk in there with them. And, you know, we're not necessarily muscle for hire. We're not like a bodyguard at that point. We're more like documentation for hire. So we're there to notate the condition of the property itself, to notate the people on the property at the time and to basically... Be, be the witness. So we're a exactly. hired witness. We're a hired witness. So tell about the um, case that you were working with the people with the big million dollar house. Oh, they wouldn't leave. Yay. Oh, man. I, I wasn't prepared to talk about now. that. Okay. I hope Get they prepared. don't listen to this because. <laughs> Just don't tell any names. Okay. Covert. 
so this was back around Christmas time and we were hired by the bank to document a house that was still being lived in by the family, but was in the process of this long, dirty, ugly, nasty foreclosure. Right. The family, they had a lot of money or at least did at one point. And the, one of the adults in the situation had cancer. And so basically at the point where the cancer came about in their life, they, their, fi- their, their financial situation changed drastically, obviously, right. but they still afforded themselves a really good attorney. So this attorney fought with the bank forever and in comes us, you know, on behalf of the bank. So my job was basically to show up and unlock the door for people to come in and the previous owners, correct? Yeah, they came in a couple of times and took their belongings. Um, and this is in the middle of winter. And, you know, it's not cold this year, but dang, the last couple of years before the world heated <laughs> up so much, it was really cold out. So uh, the bank had asked me to do things like shut off the breakers. Right. And this is like an eight bedroom house. Dang, it was huge. And all of their belongings were still in there. They were living with family, I don't know, another city or something. But the man was a trophy hunter. And I remember walking into their house and being like, I was in awe. There were so many dead animals everywhere. Like, I mean, like gazelle skin. He would go, you know, out of country, I guess. And they had this giant. Like, where would you get a gazelle skin from? Africa. I don't know. I mean, wild boars, which I guess you could get in North America. Whole turkeys. I I mean, things hanging from the ceiling everywhere. Like every lamp, like every floor lamp had an animal skin wrapped around the bottom of it. So I think I remember something about they were allowed to take certain things. They weren't allowed to take certain things. Is that correct? Or was it? The bank basically hired us to make sure that the people were not moving their belongings out and then simultaneously moving out things that were going to be sold with the value of the house. Okay. So like what the refrigerator or something? Yeah. Appliances, things like that. The bank also told us that, you know, a lot of times they hire people like us to come in and document because families will be really angry and they'll start smashing holes in the wall and et cetera, et cetera. But because that could easily happen. People get really pissed off. Right. <laughs> so uh, sidebar, I had a friend, his neighbor, moved out and the neighbor was very destructive and he ended up letting his kids like BB shoot out the the windows in the apartment and so we left they kicked him out I guess they said they were going to evict him I don't even know if he went to court yet but one day I pulled up the door was wide open nobody's in the house the windows are shot out and I'm like what is going on over here so we walked over there and, and went inside the house trashed it was like mm. flies everywhere. And I was like, yep, they probably should have called mm-hmm, black men. Mm-hmm. We probably could have helped them this, with this. So that's just kind of what, look, that's one of the services that we offer, um, which a lot of people don't think that PIs do, is we can be like a hired witness to come in and help kind of control, you know, because the bank doesn't have time to send somebody out there. You know, we can kind of go whenever the other part, you know, you had to make an appointment and make sure that everybody was was clear with the time and stuff like that. And it, a lot of it was like super early in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the bank wouldn't even have been open at that time. Right. Do you want to do the Tinder thing? You could do the Tinder thing. I didn't even read that one. You just copied and pasted here. Let's see. Copied and pasted. So we were, so Tinder is a dating app, right? That a lot of people swipe left, swipe right. People use Tinder for hookups, right? And I guess that can get pretty dangerous. This makes me feel so old. Like this was before my before meeting my husband like right. before we were dating i don't even know how this tender works but oh i think I, it's regular now i have a tender what yeah i have all of them so <laughs> a friend of mine that i was talking to he was like are you on any dating apps 
And I was like, yeah, why? And he was like, well, don't you think that I should know these things? And I was like, well, really, I'm on them for my job. Like, you know, there's Ashley Madison, which is like for people who are married that want to cheat on their spouses. Like there's a whole, oh, there's a whole site for that. You've got Tinder, of course. You've got Match. You've got Plenty of Fish, OkCupid, all of these different things. Me personally, I I feel like I know the red flags to look for. So if I, you know, get a weird message or something, I just kind of like delete them and move on with my life. I'm definitely not going to like be meeting up with anybody. And I'm not meeting up for a hookup. Right. Right. So... But, you know, I had a weird Tinder date one time, but. Oh, do tell. Oh, it was an older guy. I don't even know how we got that far because he wasn't really that attractive. So I was like, maybe he looked different. Let me meet with this unattractive stranger. (laughs) Yeah, he was really nice. Matter of fact, we went to Kings over there in North Hills. (laughs) And I mean, it was it was interesting. Just wasn't my type. Oh, it was okay. It wasn't weird. I mean, you know, I've got my stun gun in my pocket. I need to like zap you or anything like that yeah it's a lot more like jolting but I think I could have took him down anyways if he even tried me so he was all right he was a nice like older guy I mean he didn't want it he didn't oh. want it. He, didn't, he didn't want the foolishness so I think after we had that date it was over it was good it wasn't oh, like lingering or anything like that Never yeah talk to you again yeah I don't even remember his name <laughs> all as well so now tinder has this a button it's a panic button uh, for whenever dates go wrong. So I'm going to quickly like scan through this. So the new Noonlight security features for Tinder will begin with a profile badge that the users will log into and it will tell certain dates about their, I mean, certain details about their dates, including times, locations, information about the person that they're meeting. They will share this information with authorities if this alarm button is triggered. Once the button is triggered, the users will be asked to enter a code. Uh oh, that sounds like a not a good thing. Asked to enter a code. I know when I'm panicked, I like to enter in a code. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like six eight seven. So you put you put in this code, and if you do not, a dispatcher will text you. If you don't respond to the text, then you will receive a phone call. If the call is also ignored, then emergency services will be alerted. Okay, so wow, there you so go. it's tied to your location then. That's really awesome because that's cool. So if you're not answering these calls or if you don't put in the code, right? So that's good. So if I'm now, you know, like if I was like a serial killer though, and I met you on Tinder, I would just throw your phone in a ditch. Yeah, but how many people know that? Are you talking about if somebody like kidnapped you and snatched you up? The phone would be gone immediately, right? How are they going to, I mean, I guess it would like well, this begin is like if a trail. You get, I must say, this is like if you get to the point where you can push the panic button. What if you're like, I don't know, drugged in your drink or something and you can't fucking see your keyboard and. Well, then if you don't answer the, if you don't What if respond, you can't even get to the code? Not the code. You don't have to worry about the code. You just oh, push the you panic push button. The button. So if you push the button and you don't ever respond to them, either by phone, text, or this code, then they're going to send an emergency service to where your location is. I think that's cool. You need something. Yeah. I mean, yes, of course, they could throw your phone away, but I feel like in order for this to actually work, maybe this is just devil's advocate. I don't know. I feel like people people (laughs) need to know about it, for one. I mean, how many users of this app are there out there who don't even know that it's capable of this or will be capable of this? So maybe they'll put like, you know how Facebook gives you, and these are new update on our features. So maybe something will pop. I'll check. Right. Yeah. I'll keep, log back into my Tinder and uh, see if they send out some little notification Hopefully it doesn't come up like a stupid pop-up that you just exit out of real quick, you know? Well, hopefully if they're trying to help safety, they're going to do a little bit better about that. I hope so. So... 
So it's also going to be on Match and was it OK Cupid? Yes. Well, that's kind of cool. So it'll be kind of like uh, oh, and plenty of fish. Yeah. So <laughs> you just have to make sure that you have your location on. Does that mean that these four things are like the major hookup ones where people would most likely end Probably. up in dangerous situations? Are those all Pro- free apps? Like, yes. Yeah. Um, there you go. Yeah. Well, I refuse to pay for any. Tinder's kind of parent app. company, Match Group. Yep. So oh, they so Tinder came from Match. Oh, so the people who can't afford to pay the uh, however much it is a month can just get a little free one just for hookups. Yep. I see how this works. That's kind of cool. I think it's mm-hmm. good. That's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, we're in the world of sex trafficking, right? Right. Oh, I posted the thing uh, January with sex trafficking, human trafficking awareness month or something. And it's still so, January. <laughs> right. So we're still talking about human trafficking. And we posted, uh, they have these flyers that are going around in North Carolina right now that's, you know, if you see something, say something. So check that out if you, you know, are interested. So it's just good to know what the things to look for. I saw another article about these people who were trafficking like a teenage girl out of like the days in off of South Wilmington Street. And I was like, shit, that is like Dang. literally right, right up the here. street. This stuff is happening. So mm-hmm. let's not be dismissive of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's for the real deal. So. All opinions expressed on this podcast do not constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available in this podcast are for general informational purposes only. The views expressed by participants are in their individual capacities only, not those of Blackman Detective Services. Listeners of this podcast should contact their attorneys to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information expressed in this podcast is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation. Do you own or manage a business? The people you employ represent your company and your reputation. They might drive company vehicles or wear your logo. Your business's name is in their email. Blackman Detective Services pre-screens employees for statewide or national criminal records and DMV history so you can know before you hire. Verify the resume licenses and certifications for anyone applying to work for your business and your home. Thoroughly examine your child care and elderly care and even pet sitters. Call Blackman Detective Services and put good people to work. Are we ready for Stumptown? Yay! Stumptown! Oh, so so uh, Stumptown took a break for Christmas. We took a break for Christmas, caught the flu, came back. Stumptown's got two or three more episodes, and so we're going to jump back on it. Episode 10, Reality Checks Don't Bounce. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Fans of Mike Epps, this is the episode that you want to see. I thought it was pretty good. Oh, it was hilarious. So Dex was hired by a famous TV judge. Think like Judge Judy, Judge Joe Brown type thing. It was like, Um, I'm sorry, it was like Judge Joe Brown with Mike Epps as the crazy judge. Yeah. Have you, do you know a lot about Mike Epps and his movies? Not necessarily. I mean, I know who he is. He's a comedian and he's just hilarious. And so he was just like a fool on this and I just thought it was great. It was kind of tame, but not really. So. I thought it was tame. But not for his normal. So not only does he hire her, but in, in the beginning, basically, I don't really know how that happened. There's no explanation for it. But Dex ends up as, you know, these court TV show things, they're scripted, sort of. It's like scripted reality TV. I don't know. Yeah. So she's there um, basically trying to get money out of a client who didn't pay her for her PI services. 
in front of this TV reality star judge. Right, which is not true because we always take the retainer, so it would be no reason for us to be going. We are not going on TV with you guys. No, you didn't pay us. Guess what? We're just going to get our money, like, not on live TV. <laughs> right. No. Right. So this judge and the audience rip Dex a new one, basically. But she ends up doing well and her little smart alecky self, and she gets her money. Everything goes well. And at the end, when she's talking to the judge, he hires her in in their real lives to help find his brother, but soon finds out that she's not the only one looking for him. The judge is like new money. He was trying to blackmail him. He had gotten like Thanks. a blackmail letter from a guy that owns a local pet shop who was a pretty interesting right, character. Right. And basically he has suspected, the judge suspected that that was fake. He was like, it's not real. And remember then they sent like an ear. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> kind of like a proof of life. And the judge still didn't believe it. He's like, that could be anybody's ear. <laughs> he was and like, it, my brother's not worth. Yeah. He was like, my brother is not worth that ransom money. So basically a judge did not want to pay to get his brother out. He was tired of his brother's shit. Um, he was just going to let him live this life. But Dex kind of convinced him. I guess she needed the money and she was ready for another client. So she was a little bit thirsty and tried to convince this judge like, hey, you know, I, I can help you. He's your brother. Don't you care? You know, and so she pulls at his heartstrings a little bit. He I think she was also feeling Ansel moving out. I think right. that was a big part it, of the reason why. It was a little personal. She was telling him, you know, family's important. Right. So she finds him. Brother is skeezy as expected. But I mean, they have their little heartfelt moment. Um, she finds him in a, like a pet cage in the back of the guy's store. Oh, was he hiding in the cage? No, he was like no, tied being, up back there. The little, oh, that's right. the little the man first, tied him up and put him in the cage and like had him gagged and bound. And the was first like, thing the brother said was like, he's got both his ears. <laughs> right. He was like, see, that wasn't his ear. I told you it wasn't his ear. And he was looking for these um, rare cats, right? That yeah, was the, the ones that like eat the bean and poop it out. And then you make really expensive coffee. Yes, that's yeah. what it was. Okay. So, um, real. so how did Dex? So Dex saw it on food TV or something. They find him. He has both his ears. He is gagged and bound in a cage. Um, so they, of course, fight the little man who had him tied up in the cage. And obviously, Dex kicks ass. Anyways, brother one takes a bullet for brother two. And they end up in the hospital bed. Um, oh, and then they had their moment. Where yeah, they, they had a little of... brotherly moment. Like, I love you, bro. You're a dirtbag, but I love you. And well, he ended up you're leaving spoiled, him, right? but I love you, too. He didn't stay around. Yeah, he, he, so I guess he was just tired of living in his brother's shadow. So he just took the money and bounced out. That was kind of sad, but. It was a little I don't bit know. I, I guess the whole, you know, P.I. Hollywood relationship there is that we, we're not going on one of those shows. No, Definitely we're not going to go on one of the shows. As a matter of fact, I think the, what was interesting, the, the uh, case that Dex was trying to uh, get her money back for was the case she was looking for this woman's cat. And it reminded me of... We have one of those. We had an episode where we had an episode. We had a case where we had to look for a cat. And I'm not going to say her name, just in case. Because you never know. She probably listening. listens to us. But this cat was a, um, a product of a bad foster situation. Oh, I know. Poor little S cat. The guy fostered this cat from these people in another state because she had something going on at home and she wasn't able to take care of the cat. And I guess the cat was probably a little skittish and the cat, I think my opinion got out 
and they weren't able to find him. And then the guy just kind of was like, you know, can't find the cat. We don't have the cat no more. And, you know, stop calling me. So that's kind of how we got involved. We went looking for this cat. So uh, the client loaned her cat to someone and then the someone would not give the cat back well when that upset the client the client hired us private investigators to go and make sure that the cat was alive so as you can imagine when this call comes in we're like sure we we would love to go by that house and see if your cat's alive yeah well that person who had the cat was not very receptive to this that person very much said fuck off you know i may not have the cat i might have the cat i'm not going to tell you he didn't have the cat. We did I, we did surveillance <laughs> on the cat. And uh, the one day that we did surveillance, the owner of the apartment left the house and in front of his house were like two big windows. And like as soon as he la- left, kind of like cats do, the two cats that he had still hopped up in the window. And they, of course, did not match the description of the cat that we were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be the one writing those notes. <laughs> oh I'm about to say, I just like the idea of like you sitting in your car with a Polaroid picture of a cat oh, and some did. binoculars and just like, no, nope, we had eight that pictures. Is not fluffy. Our client provided <laughs> us with multiple pictures of this cat along with, with a cat sitting in different like positions. So, in case like I was just looking different at the face, if I'm looking and... at, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there like an outdoor colony of cats that we also had to do surveillance yeah. on? <laughs> so, part of the surveillance is we walked, okay, so it was a trailer. She was uh, worried park. her cat was running with the wrong crowd. Exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. Very well, much so. She that was, was going to come and get it. She yeah. was going to come get the cat. So we walked around and asked the neighbors, have you seen this cat? We've got the picture. Have you seen the cat around here? You know, and they're like, you know, no, no. And we're like, you know, this guy over here, we think that the cat was living with that guy. Does, you know, is any of this making sense? And they're like, no, no, you know, people aren't paying attention. And then they're like, well, there's some stray cats that live down there, you know, down the little alleyway. So, we literally did two days, not two full days, but like during feeding time, I guess there's a feeding time for outdoor cats that are, um, I was about to call them rabid, <laughs> feral. <laughs> rabid feral cats. Thank yeah. you. And so we watched during feeding time and we never located our cat. And so, <laughs> and so we cut the case, told the people sad. what like was going all on. These poor little feral kitties out there that, but you know, what's crazy about this, this case right here. Did she find the cat? She didn't find the cat, but Tanya, our little hub there at the office, there's a convenience store near her house. And probably two months after we finished working this case, she calls me and she's, no matter of fact, she sends me a picture and she's like, is this the cat we were looking for? (laughs) The cat has been posted up at this convenience store for like the last six months. Oh my God. And she was like, I didn't even never, I never even paid attention. I was like, this is why we don't have you in the field, right? You're strictly like criminals and, you know, paying attention to <laughs> charges and stuff because she doesn't, she's, she's not like, even oh, paying this attention. Cat, the one I've been seeing every uh, single day. I was, like, this, I was like, that's the cat. That is the cat that we were looking for. And so I was like, these uh, poor people, they are still out here cat looking. wanted poster? Yes. <laughs> it's like, please call us. I mean, literally the lady was getting ready to like catch a plane because she didn't live in North Carolina. She was going to catch a plane, come up here, catch the cat. And, and take the cat back to, to where they were living. And I told her, I said, you know, here's the here's the thing. I did my best to find, and we actually, during this process, met a pet investigator, detective. a pet detective, yes. <laughs> no, we were going to hire her. I was really excited. Yes. Well, she, she ended up getting sick, and she's but she's working under now a licensed pet detective, and she's going to be training her dog. Know that was real. 
Ace Ventura is like for real. This is so cool. Yeah. So um, we, Blackman needs to hire a pet detective. Then we well, really we'll will be with full them. service. She's, you guys need to get a pet detective me. on the show. I want <gasps> done. Yes, <laughs> done. Okay. I'll just have it. I'll send her. If an you're email. a pet detective, shoot us an email. Right. Oh, we haven't found the cat that I know of, but I did refer her to a pet attorney. There is an attorney around here. I can't remember her name right this second, but she basically does only pet cases like custody kind of thing yeah like, like custody out. stuff or, I saw her on Facebook. Um, yeah so. i could see that that that's an that's a big deal for people it's a huge well they deal. do like animal cruelty type things also well not even mm. just that but like Livestock. if you're domestic i hate to call it like a domestic situation but you know a dog is not their necess- property right and so yeah. either person can take them it's kind of right. like joint custody between a child that term <laughs> right. is like yeah people call it their fur baby yes their fur baby. My fur baby better stay in the house or he's going to be in trouble. One of the things I thought about when I was watching this episode is sometime I want to ask you guys. So I don't know if you guys remember, but Gray was like stealing cars and, and Hoffman yeah. was having him help. And he was a CI. And I thought, do you guys have anything like CIs in your world? Is there anything yeah. like a CI <laughs> in, a, in a private investigators? I mean, that we would hire? Well, sometimes we yeah. go undercover, but I don't think at that point we'd be considered... Do cops pay CIs? I always felt like it was just leverage. Like, do this or you go to jail. Mm, Usually, that's what it is. They make friendships. No. If you're you're an official snitch, if you're just friending a cop and giving them everything you need to know, usually they are a seriously bad criminal. They've usually even like violated, you know, probation or something, and that's what part of your plea is. You're with law enforcement, not with us. Do you guys find that there's like certain people that just know a lot that if you're out questioning, oh yeah, these are the people you ask. I think I think we all have kind of our go-to people that help us with various things, and you know, social media is really great for that. Also, you know, again. Jamie and I are just two regular people. We've had our own personal social medias forever. And sometimes when you're looking for somebody and trying to find them and you go to their page, what if they happen to know a couple of people that are your close friends with? I mean, right. Have you guys ever found, cause I, I read every Sherlock Holmes book and then they make the, they make the movies about mm-hmm. them. And then uh, they had that BBC show. And in all of it, one of the main themes is the way Sherlock usually gets a lot of his information is from homeless people. Yeah. I mean, I guess at I that point that you would have you to spend a lot area. of time, though, with these people, and and let, and they would have to trust you. I don't know if. Um, also, though, isn't he like always in the same city? So the homeless people, like yeah. he, all of his cases, happen to happen on right. the same street where all believe, the same homeless people. Yeah, and I believe the majority of the time he paid them, so it must have been very similar to like a CI. So sure. you would know if you're a homeless person if you sure. talk to this guy, you're going to actually get money. I've sure given somebody a couple of dollars for some information before it's, it's you know what happens. So I mean, you need it. And the thing is, as long as you can prove the information past the hearsay, right, you're good. And usually a lot of times it's not even about taking this to court. It's just I need to know the information. Yeah. And if they can trust the source. It's helping you get to where you need to go. Exactly. Right. You're probably not going to stand before the judge and be like, look, I gave the crazy woman oh, we definitely $2. That. <laughs> right. <laughs> two. She better not tell you anything for $2. I'm going to do a little bit better. <laughs> Pack of cigarettes. Is that a thing? And a meal. And a meal. And yeah. A nice beer. Homeless people like beer. It keeps Especially you if it's cold. Yeah. yeah, it's food. Yeah. So how did this episode end? This is the one where uh, Ansel actually tells her that he's ready to move out. So she kind of has her little heartbreak moment, right? Yeah, we're sad about it. I'm a little sad. I feel bad for Dex. So she's probably like, you know, with Ansel not being there, life is just going to be different. Like there's nobody else to look out for. He's like, you're an adult, Dex. No. You're an adult. You can do this. Yeah, but can you do this, Ansel, without any kind of help? So Ansel moves in with Gray. I love Gray. I do too. I but want to meet him. Gray in real life, like his character. 
I mean, I like him, but like sometimes him. he kind of irritates me. Why? I don't know. Because I want him to like, because he's a criminal and he's like so good now. So it's weird. I know. I love that. But okay. <laughs> Before she throws the party. So yeah. Ansel leaves, he moves in with Gray, mm-hmm. and then she's like, I'm just here, left alone by myself. And I think that Dex is probably getting ready to go down a little spiral of sadness for a little bit. So I guess we'll get an update on this for the next episode. Yay. All right. Yay. Well, that's it for that stump town. We'll see what happens next week. All right. Jamie broke it to me yesterday, this Aaron Hernandez thing. I am about to start and get caught up on the Aaron Hernandez thing. And I really want to talk about this on one of our shows. Once I get there, I'm fascinated just by all the little bullet points. And I keep seeing it all over social media. Yeah. So the Aaron Hernandez story is on um, Netflix. It's a three part series. And they kind of talk about, you know, how he came to be the football player for the Patriots and ended up with a crazy spiral down of events I just love stories like this I love the ones where you know you have a very very successful person whose success contributes to their crime or the crime not being found out or being found out you just see that way too often I feel like with celebrities where they they either get away with it or you know and I I don't know they just get away with it or it's almost like they end up destroying themselves at the end and then we kind of figure out like oh he killed himself right yeah, he killed yeah. himself in jail. Kind of crazy. Like recently. I can't wait till you catch up on it. I know. You know? I'm in it. That's that's, a lot. that's my homework. I have the coolest job ever. That's my homework. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, halfway through it, there was like a huge left Stump turn. Town and and I was mysteries. like, I was like, what? Like, I didn't even, I don't even think I realized. Well, while his trial was going on was during the Patriots Super Bowl. He almost helped them win the Super Bowl. Gosh. And then he, I told you he signed a 40 million contract, like after a double homicide. Like, so he was like, like psychopath, honestly. Yeah. So it's very interesting. I was definitely like, wow. All right. Welcome to football. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. And you don't expect that. Especially like on the Patriots. All of our crazy, rich, famous people that we idolize and then we find out that they're insane. And And then so we make a movie about them and then they become even more famous. Well, it was a movie. It was a document. Well, I think that was kind of like. Look, it's Netflix. That's an eye opener. Like there are people around you. You think that these people have all these happy smiles and there's a lot going on in their mind and they're just not right. That's why I think um, you need to trust your gut, trust your gut feelings, very important. your intuition. Very, very important. Podcasts. Ding, ding, ding. So we all oh, love other, podcasts. Other people's podcasts. Other people's podcasts. So, it's and not like, just us out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Other people's podcasts <laughs> that I listen to. But I thought we would maybe start <laughs> off with true crime podcasts. So... Did you have anything, Lindsay? That I don't. I was listening to one, but I kind of fell off. And um, I think maybe it's because I'm taking all the advice that other people, other podcasters specifically have been giving to us about our show, about us being disorganized. And so now that it's kind of like <laughs> when you get a new car and then you start seeing that car everywhere. That's now I'm like, oh, your show is so disorganized. Like you didn't write anything down. Well, and then know. I get here. I'm like, I have all these things written down and none of it's what I want to talk about. <laughs> So I think we're talking about what we wanted to talk about. We did, yeah. Yeah, it works. So the podcast that I want to talk about, my favorite true crime spot podcast is uh, Sword and Scale. So Mike, B-O-U-D-E-T, Bodette, Mike Bodette's Sword and Scale. So they're like short stories. Sometimes they're one or two episodes. The episodes are about an hour um, each. But they go through 
murders, right? And so there's a host that kind of like guides you through the murder. And then they give like little clips of uh, different witnesses or people who are willing to talk about the case. Sometimes they may have some of the law enforcement give, you know, a little blip about what they felt like was going on. But it's just one of those podcasts that you can just, if you like true crime, you can just listen to forever. So there's like a hundred and 50 some episodes or oh, something cool. is so, it can you start anywhere though or does it have yes. to be in sequence no you can start anywhere you can start anywhere so i love that one of the ones another one that i listen to that is one that you must listen to in sequence is detective trap so it's about this female i don't like detec- the name of that one no detective trap well that's her name and she's a real detective. oh <laughs> <laughs> i'm like why don't you like her no she's a i real... don't want to get trapped i mean <laughs> well she's she's excellent so she's like a female um detective maybe in dallas or something like that i'm not quite sure but she is like the best interviewer and she gets the most confessions and mm. so they talk about and that that's a one that you have to listen to in order and in fact they haven't had a couple of episodes in like two or three weeks so i don't know what they, they keep bringing I, they got know. the flu absolutely love that one it's kind of like law and order which is right up my alley so dun, dun. Dun, dun. I love, especially <laughs> svu Y'all already know that. So wonderful. I think we're at the we're at the thank you, clinicians of Mecklenburg, for sponsoring us once again. Yes, we super appreciate it. If you would like to sponsor another episode, please call Jamie. Her phone number is 919-589-1889. You can call me there. Oh hey. Hey, I got it. Look, we got new numbers. Yep. So that's my personal line. Make sure that you follow us and subscribe to the sleuth on all your favorite um listening uh things. What do you call them? Platforms. 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 Follow us on Instagram, too. We're getting up there with our followers. I'm pretty excited about that. We're meeting a lot of other cool PIs, a lot of other podcasters. Every time we go out to eat or get a drink somewhere, we have a lot of bartenders on there. So we're we're building a really cool network of like-minded individuals. So follow us on all the things. You can follow us on Facebook as well, Blackman Detective Services. And if you have any questions for us or want to tell us anything cool, hit us up at askthesleuth at gmail.com. And just keep, keep listening out, share it with a friend, and we'll see you guys next time. We want to hear from you. Are you stuck in a complicated situation and you just need some advice? Email your story to askthesleuth at gmail.com and we'll read it on air. We'll give our opinion and so might our guests. We'll talk through your situation, but don't worry. We'll keep all of your information confidential. That's askthesleuth at gmail.com. Blackman Detective Services. Check out our website at blackmanpi.com and follow us on Facebook. We don't sleuth shame. Subscribe to The Sleuth on your favorite podcast app if you really want to know.